Hey everybody, day late, dollar short, sorry about that. Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour will resume in just a minute. Just a reminder, please go to communityservice.stolendress.com. Consider funding uh, the $7,000 needed to complete our first sketch pilot. Uh, not that we haven't shot other things, but this is going to be our most professional thing and a shot with a group of really awesome people who are going to do it for free, um, but I need to feed them and uh, pay for a pretty big location that will have all our locations in one spot. So if you go to communityservice.stolendress.com, that will send you to the Kickstarter page. Uh, we've got a little less than two weeks to go on that one. Uh, so yeah, please consider donating a little bit of something. If you can't do it, totally understand. Tell somebody else. Thanks so much and enjoy this episode. Testing, testing, balls, crotch, vagina, wallet. (laughs) It's it's a. They've been doing that like forever. Balls, crotch, vagina, wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an old. It's an old radio trick. It's an old. Yeah. Trick. Welcome to 1930s radio. Balls, crotch, wallet, (laughs) vagina. (laughs) All right. 1930s radio. 1930s radio. 1930s radio. 1930s radio. <laughs> Human soundboard Dan Gomiller. Mm-hmm. All right, Dan. It's time. It's that time again. You ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready now. Welcome once again to the Dan and Dan podcast. Damn starring it. Dan. <sighs> Fucking shit. Oh, and Jay decided to be a guest star. That's not how it. It's not how it goes, Dan. It's how it goes for me. No, no. All right, that's fine. I'll. You know what? That's as close as we're gonna get. I think. Probably. I'll just. I'll just drop that in at the beginning of every future episode. <laughs> that's what you should do. Yeah, it really is. Uh, you're. Why is the sound so going, much ahead of, of of the video? I don't know. Because sound travels faster than light in the digital world. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's just that's just science. Okay, I was just making sure because. You know, I didn't want to get. I didn't want to mislead people. That's the last thing I want to do. Yeah, that would be terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, how's your week been, Dan? Pretty good. Uh-huh. What do you, uh, got, what do you I got doing? me some Hogue wine today. What is that? You've got some Session Black once again. I do. It's so delicious. Uh, the guy at Trader Joe's recommended I mix this with regular Session to basically make a cheap black and tan although black and tan is not expensive to make so i don't understand that what's black and tan oh just uh mixing like a dark like a porter or something with a light beer and one tends to settle on top of the other if you if you get the right ones if like a guinness and you get a really good quote-unquote tan to mix with Uh it it's really good it's really good oh 
I had where to I don't have it in here, but I had that blueberry beer I found it the other day and had to drink it. Nice. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. It was delicious. Harry's mom doesn't like it so much. Fuck her. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, she wanted me to tell you, by the way, that she is very thoroughly enjoying listening to comedy on vinyl. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, that's good. She's uh, been listening to it a lot. That's. I'm sorry. She's obsessed. <laughs> Nothing I can do. I have a magnetic, you know. You, she was saying that you've been making her want to buy records again. Ha! <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. If she needs some recommendations, you know, send her my way. I don't know what that would mean. Listen to the <laughs> podcast; those are really the recommendations. That yeah, that's pretty much, be. pretty much its whole purpose. Mm-hmm. So I got uh, for that podcast, I got uh, I got a solid uh, for a well, while. It was uh, like an open sort of uh, maybe on Steve Martin, but then a rejection, nice. a nice rejection. But it was <laughs> one of the. But I still have I still have an open one on another very famous comedian. Nice. So, mm-hmm. Bernie really liked um, your last one, last guy, Matt. <sighs> Matt Lesser. Who was the last guy? <laughs> Who was your last guest? My most recent one was uh, Dan Schlissel. That's just from this week. The one before that was Mark Prooch, who was Nate on The Office. You guys were talking about Lenny Bruce. Oh, Matt Besser. Matt that's Besser. A, yes, that's a, that's from a couple of years ago. But yes, that's a good episode. Oh. Okay, so it was the last one she listened to. She was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a real. That's a good one. He. Uh, yeah, she was saying that he was pretty much reading her mind. Yeah, he, with everything he said. He's really brilliant. Uh, we're gonna do another. We're actually gonna do another one in a couple of months about this weird Del Close album that is called "How to Speak Hip." That is this sort of fake instructional manual on how to uh-huh. speak like a hipster in the fifties. Nice. Yeah, that would be nice. fun. Matt Besser's really cool. He co-founded the U- UCB, and uh, oh, okay, I knew yeah. I recognized the name. Mm-hmm. And you've seen him in a million things too. He's on Parks and Rec. Yeah, Lodge. but I'm just. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's yeah. the other you, you guy. You told who me about the, the. Yeah, you told me about the UCB thing before, and I was like, oh, cool. Um. So our sketch of this week. Oh yeah. Was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Different. Yep. Uh, actually, I don't think I would qualify that as different. I no. don't think so. I think it's exactly the same as, as all the other <laughs> ones have been. Uh, only it got more racist, racist, and somehow we justified it at the very end, uh, yeah. for, fairly deftly, by saying, I mean, by me forcing the hand of the entire sketch again. Exactly. Um, which is my want to do. Yes, as is your want. Um, <laughs> boy, oh boy. First of all, we can start off with the fact that you're called Click Dark. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, you were click dark. Oh, it's click dark. I'm sorry. So that was my fault. Um, damn it! Yeah. I was hoping I the can whole blame damn you thing for that. was your fault. God damn it! I was the musical yeah. acts. Right? Why? 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 Uh, why did we think that was a good idea interviewing musical acts when we don't have music ready to go? I was singing. That's music, right? All right. Yeah. Yeah. You were singing the. I learned some French words, and I used oh yes, yeah, so the French one. Yes, of course. Yes, by Sangevu. By Sangevu. Mm-hmm. You weren't even and taking French yet, and I recall you having a book and us looking up dirty yeah, I looked it in up. French. And Donnez et moi de maintenant. Which means technically what does it actually mean? Give it to me now. Give it to me now. That's right. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then... And La Tête du Merde. La Tête du Merde. Brilliant. That is... That is... But he wasn't a comedy musical act. That's the weird thing. He's just no. a musical act. Those are because his songs. That's his songs. That's what he sings. That's mm-hmm. what he does. It's his, his shtick. 
Because that's how funny things happen in a sketch. All the characters need to be uh, like that. They all have to say funny things and think funny things and not just have a perspective, but they have to just do funny things and say weird words. Exactly, and that's, that's the end. Mm-hmm, that's how sketch comedy goes. Bada bing, bada boom. You know, you've been wearing your robe on occasion on the podcast, and I thought I'd wear mine, but then I realized I live in Southern California. This is a bad idea right now. So <laughs> this is coming off. I'm no longer wearing... After drinking a beer and a half, this is really not what I need to stay cool. Um, it's actually been really com- warm really warm here lately. Really? Yeah. It was like 60 degrees a few days ago. And now it's time for the weather, weather, weather report from Weather Boise. report. That's How's a it doing, callback. <laughs> How's it doing in Boise, Dan? What's the weather like over there, Sonny? Huh? With my weather copter is seeing snow, and nope, sorry, that's just static on the television. Uh, let me just look out the window here. Um, regular weather's right. regular here today. That's good. Why? Why Chopper is Dan. why is there a television in the weather copter? <laughs> look at the weather. Oh, okay, that's There's like a camera mounted sense. to the helicopter so I can see the weather. Okay. All right, there you go. And that's that, what that I was looking at, but sense. apparently it disconnected, and I saw snow. Technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, that makes sense. Um, let's see, so you are a total of two people, and then at some point I hop in as another quote-unquote Hindu. Although this does yes. it, it introduce Billy the Wonder Arachnid as a, a thing that sort of... Why did that one catch on to us? Like, I don't remember ever doing another sketch with that character. Maybe just the phrasing of it that was funny. Could we have just done the Storybook Weaver thing? Because you made Billy the Wonder Arachnid mm-hmm. was, a, was your Storybook Weaver right. story. Mm-hmm. And the phrase, Merry Band of Hindu Groupies, may have related to some of the graphics available in this early DOS program. I maybe. think that's what it know. was. Is that what it was? Was there actually a spider, or did I just call a guy Billy? Yeah, it was like a cartoon spider. A cartoon spider. Okay. I think he even had a top hat, if I recall. Mm Mm-hmm. So really, it has literary roots. This is an adaptation, is what this is. Yes, it's an interpretation and adaptation of a literary work. An original literary work. Um, By the Jason Klom. By the Jason Klom. It's, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know what to make of this sketch. (laughs) I really don't. By the end of it, at least we, at least, uh, like I said, I destroy it by doing my great New York accent. We're from New York, and I can't do a New York yeah, accent no, right. for shit. We're from New York. Let's go. Yeah. Stop doing it. Yeah, cut it out, Bob, or whatever I yeah, said. My, my, if it helps you any, my New York City accent is just I talk a little deeper and gruff. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed. I didn't that. actually have an accent. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. That was one of those accents I really didn't have a whole lot of practice with. Right, right. Now I would just talk like Dr. Girlfriend. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That's reasonable. I'm sorry. I won't do it anymore. <laughs> this this seemed to be... I feel like Come we were... bed, lover. <laughs> we were on a uh, sort of a, uh, uh, a kick of music-related sketches yeah, or something. I guess something. We're, we're, we're doing the radio, so we have to do radio-style... <laughs> Dude, interviews, I, even did though you, we weren't prepared for it. I feel like you listened to the radio more than I did at the time, so I'm not sure. I guess you have to. But the thing is, it's I not like to you... I the radio sh- a lot, and my grandma always had the radio going. But, but it's audio comedy, and it's not like audio comedy is all based on th- other audio mediums. I know. 
that's <laughs> we didn't grasp that i think uh as yeah. burgeoning little comedians uh you know we're doing radio we have to do radio voices oh. and we have to do radio things <laughs> what do they do on the radio well they talk to musicians and they sing it really is everything i will sing and the I... song of my people <laughs> I'm only just realizing that. It's, that's how we live it in ourselves. I, I, we really thought we couldn't do characters in situations or things that happen. It yeah, had to, it had to strictly be, be interviews and anything that you would do in a studio uh-huh. is what we had to do. I'm now afraid to look at like anything I've ever done since and see if that's somehow like a secret <laughs> vein through right. it and I'm not realizing that I've limited myself maybe that's why I've had trouble writing something I'm like well this wouldn't work on radio so why would it work as a movie <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got a very radio centric media personality mm-hmm. that's exactly right prepare to somewhat adjust your speakers beginning now Jock by Song, the newest great hit from. What is that record again? France screwed me. France screwed me, okay, thank you. And now he's gonna sing the song by Song Eru. Okay, hit it! Words, you know, as you talk. But I was doing the words, but they put a little beep over my voice for some reason. Turn up the to readjust your speakers so as to not deafen yourself now. Do, um, let's see. Do you have any memory of doing this at all? Yes. You I do? I remember this one very clearly. Because of the crazy, amazing accent that we were using? It must have been. Maybe it's just because I was singing by Sanjevu. Mm-hmm. That could be it. I really want to get Steve in on this. I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if someone was home. Mm-hmm. Because you notice, it might have just been Grandma, because she was always home. Because you notice mm-hmm. that when I when I was singing the English lyrics, I got a little closer to the microphone mm-hmm. and was somewhat whispering. Uh huh. I was like, "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you." <laughs> Is anyone around? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, that's right. Oh my God! Really had to watch yourself around your grandma. I mean, your grandma was pretty hip, but you know she's yeah. there few things she wouldn't put up with uh man i remember yeah your grandma was pretty like she was uh i mean obviously she was a rock in your family for a really long time yeah um and had this weird influence that she her pop culture references to her were still pretty new so she would still like (laughs) pass those on to you which i thought was kind of awesome yeah 
you know like she would talk about the shadow and shit mm-hmm. uh not just the shadow but she would talk about like i'm trying to remember what it was but like the that the, there were like certain catchphrases that you never read about but she knew about because she lived them uh related to the radio radio the radio the radio mm-hmm but yeah i don't know it's kind of cool having your grandma around all the time because she yeah. talked about fun shit mm. i uh i guess my grandma was around too but i you know i pushed her down the stairs so <laughs> you know you know like you do yeah what? that's what happens yeah you know you pushed me down the stairs too. It's not well, your modus operandi. I'm pretty sure you tripped down the stairs. I don't think I ever no. pushed. When did when did I push you down the stairs? Down in the barn. Oh, in the barn. You, I did not push you down those stairs. <laughs> you sack of shit. Now, does your ankle still hurt from that? Yes. When it, it gets cold and wet, it hurts. <laughs> You're an old man. Wait, but it got caught around. Okay, so we should, I guess, set the stage for this. I owned a barn back up. My parents. <laughs> no, me as a 13-year-old. I was yeah, investing in real estate. 13-year-old Jason Klom barn. <laughs> I owned a barn separate from my house. I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm going to the barn. Got to check up on it. Dan and I are flipping it. So, uh... <laughs> Flip? <laughs> How come that's never been a show? Barn Flip flippers? Barn. <laughs> it's like, the all they do is just put hay and pigs in it. <laughs> right, right, right. It's really good hay, though. Like, it's right. high... It's, it's high-end, you know. They're like... <sighs> It's nice, but I don't know if I can fit all that hay in my budget. <laughs> and listen, it's worth it. You will make it back in money dollars. That's what they say. Money dollars? Money dollars. Yeah. Anyway, your barn. <laughs> yes, we hung out in my barn a lot because that's what you do in upstate New York. And it had an, a, a raising and lowering uh, uh, staircase. Not a really, it was really not, I barely call that a staircase. It was just yeah. two large boards and a bunch of very shitty slats uh, up that go up it that raised and lowered with this really shitty pulley. Uh, everything about it was really shitty. And, and the <laughs> stairs didn't quite reach the ground properly. So oh, yeah. they right. required cement bricks to have mm-hmm. level steps. That's right. That's now. Right. I don't know when, but they disappeared a long time prior to... They probably were used in the fire pit out back. Right, 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 right. Very likely. Um, So, you know, that meant that all the stairs were leaning (laughs) downwards. Uh Uh-huh. And I was walking up the stairs. Jay was already up there. (laughs) And at, like, near the top step, I lose my balance. And with these... (laughs) steps being the way they are <laughs> i fell backwards all the way to the ground but thank god jay was a pack rat because he had bags and bags full of just papers at the bottom mm-hmm. of the stairs yep. and that's what i landed in mm-hmm. but on my way down the rope for pulling up the stairs wrapped around <laughs> my right ankle and yanked on my foot and then after i landed on the ground in perfect comedic styling uh-huh uh, i think it was a bottomless bucket because it was the one you used for your basketball hoop up there rolled and fell and hit me in the head and i couldn't even be in pain it was so damn funny it's so good but i was off that ankle for a week thank god it was summer Mm, yeah that's right oh you poor bastard i don't spend all my time playing games and editing stuff in borland right yeah yeah uh i genuinely just find i think that's when i made snake ski oh really (gasps) we should put that online it'll work my fake uh ski free works so oh really yeah it'll run on a seven there are only very few things i still have it 
Really? In my my document. You should. You need to find that. Um, but uh, yeah, that uh, I genuinely don't find it funny that that you got hurt. <laughs> but your description of it is priceless. <laughs> it's <however>. just. <laughs> it was just perfect. I had all my papers. I there are still somewhere. By the way, a lot of those that go back to fifth grade. That is oh, really? scary. That go. That means fifth grade. That means that goes back to nineteen ninety. <laughs> that is almost twenty five years of papers. My poor mother has held on to way too much of my shit. She, she sent me photos of some things that I have. Uh, luckily, uh, like my OCD is like, what if she took a picture of every piece of paper? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> but the thing is, she took these nice pictures for me and then had them printed out. So take a picture of each right. piece of paper. Piece of paper I have printed. Well, it's smaller, so it's not a full sheet of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a four by six photo? Is that what you said? Yeah, exactly. Of each eight and a half by eleven sheet, so I would know which of my quizzes from math was important, which of my uh, you know writing right. exercises from Mr. Forbes' class was important. That's scary. That is that those papers are still there somewhere. That is, is scary. upsetting. Tell Ari about it. See if that hurts her OCD because it hurts mine. And I, it, but it's re- <laughs> it's real. That's the worst part. That it, sitting there. Mm-hmm. I actually, speaking of my OCD, I'm uh, uh, I won't go into specifics of the type of work I do for my day job, but I did start my new day job. Did I tell you that that I was starting a new day job? You were telling, yeah, you told me it. And it's a brand new company, like a brand new, brand new company, and uh, like because it's brand new, I get to do everything. Uh, I get to start. Basically, I'm I'm hands on in making the company start and get going so my ocd makes it so that i will not be behind on anything so that's that's good that's good yeah so i can i can relax minor raise very minor very small raise potential bonuses things like that Mm -hmm. i'm getting a bonus this year you are i'm gonna buy a new tv because the other one's dying it is yeah, do you well, remember? I, I think it was already starting it. to die before we left LA. Oh, like the, it had that line in it, right? Yeah, like for one, it has it ghosts easy, and the backlight started separating, so it looked like there was like a watermark. Oh, what the fuck! And it's gotten way, way worse. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's no good. But uh, Hastings near here has refurb TVs. They have like a forty inch for three hundred and fifty dollars refurb. What? That's pretty good. Yeah. So I, uh, I just need to find out what kind of guarantee they have since they're refurb. Um, so I, I have a, a new goal for the pod. Not that we've had any goals with this podcast, but yes. I have a new goal, and that is now that I made a very bad mistake last night and messaged you, calling you Cracker Barrel, but without punctuation, <laughs> making you think that Cracker Barrel had basically tweeted out our podcast yes. episode for some reason, <laughs> even though they have not been referenced in an episode. No, until I now. was like, dude, that's <laughs> crazy. What? That's <laughs> right? why I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I felt really bad about the confusion, so I did tweet them last night, asked them to retweet us anyway. Uh, my goal is to get Cracker Barrel to to retweet us, at the very least. I think we need to, like, first of all, I don't want to be presumptuous and call them a sponsor or even a potential sponsor, but I want to at least be tweet friends with Cracker Barrel. Yeah, exactly. You know, do you, I mean, I don't have, we, but we have to discuss this board meeting-wise. Do you have any moral reservations about deal like if it was walmart i understand they they have some, you know i don't got i their... don't have very many moral reservations with cracker barrel but i think we need to start smaller okay i think we need to talk to taco bell first okay you think they're taco- very right. they're very responsive okay and they're a little crazy on twitter okay all right so i think 
If we can get Taco Bell okay. under our belt, mm-hmm. we'd be more likely to get Cracker Bell. Hmm. Okay, so here's here's my thought. First okay. thought is, yes. s- let's ask Taco Bell if they will start carrying tall boys of Budberry candy mead. That's number one. Right. And we'll we just... Budberry like, candy mead. You know, they're not just going to want that. Be like, I, we understand, like, it's, you know, there's an alcohol license thing, but it's the perfect companion to the Choco Taco. Exactly. Don't you think? Yeah. They should make a meal deal. Mm-hmm. They should, they should get a Choco Burrito, <laughs> which is a, a, a soft waffle cone. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. With vanilla ice cream, mm-hmm. sliced banana, mm-hmm. chocolate syrup strawberries, mm-hmm. nuts rolled up, mm-hmm. and then slathered okay. in fudge. Right. And whipped cream. Alright, that sounds good. That's a and chocolate then, burrito. So you'd, get, you'd have uh-huh. the meal deal, which is a chocolate mm-hmm. burrito, a chocolate right. taco, and an old man Go Miller's uh, Budberry candy mead. That sounds, see, that's good. And can I get, but can I get that burrito supreme by having them add sour cream? Absolutely, everything would <laughs> be sour cream. Supreme, all you, sour cream and tomatoes. In my Budberry candy mead, if mm-hmm. I mean I have to pour it out first into the cup because they can't do that, it's a law problem. It's a legal yeah. thing. It's, it's like, not. It's like getting animal style shakes, Jason. What we should do? Okay, but okay, I say before. Well, not before. Let's let's hit up Taco Bell about this. But they're they're first. We got to anticipate. We got to be three steps ahead. Okay. Their first thing is gonna be like, well, we don't have liquor licenses at Taco Bell, as far as I know, they don't. There are some you know fast food places. That don't. We don't have a liquor license. What are we gonna do? We'll be like, look. Let's find wherever Taco Bell is headquartered. We find a local uh, a representative and ask them, look, change the liquor license laws to mean that a liquor license only applies to when you serve liquor knowingly. You don't know what's inside the can, okay? Right. Even we'll if just, the can's we'll, labeled. We'll, we'll just sell them blank cans. Exactly. Possibly Old Man Go Miller's. Budberry candy mead. Exactly, because you know Anheuser Busch when there are floods, they bottle water, so it could be water. Right, it could be water in there. Mm-hmm. It could be Pepsi. Mm-hmm. It could be some amalgam of other sodas. Mm-hmm. It could be all sodas at once. And sometimes it will be that. Sometimes it will be just to throw them off. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So that's that's going to be step B. Okay. Step, B. step A is tweet out to Taco Bell. And uh, and then step uh, and I think we should mention the uh, choco burrito idea. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. The choco, I, I I would eat that sadly. <laughs> <laughs> I want one right now. As a matter of fact, that's fucking sad. It's basically a wrapped Sunday. Yeah, mean, yeah. Banana split, even. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong. Mm-mm. Oh, that sounds really good. There's got to be an equivalent to cheese. Oh, coconut flakes. If you like that thing, I like coconut flakes. So that's there's your cheese. What's your tomatoes? What's uh, you got any chocolate tomatoes or marshmallows? Maybe marshmallows are your tomatoes if you want. Yeah, I think marshmallows should be your tomatoes. Okay, all right. You need options. Ooh, crunch wrap. Is there a, is there a delicious dessert crunch wrap that could be made? I'm sure there is. Same thing, a, really. Maybe just, just a hard wafer as well, like mm. like the um, the sugar wafer cone. Yeah, like sugar wafer mm-hmm. material as right. opposed to regular wafer. Jen, get on this. You're gonna make this for us. Jen's not responding, um, but that's fine. <laughs> that's her prerogative. She's allowed Apparently to not so. get in on the ground floor on something that's going to be a billion-dollar idea. Billion dollars. He made a million dollars. Wait, okay, but Taco Bell is owned by, what are they called? What's the name of Flavor Sensations? What's the name of that I company that owns? I don't know who the overarching 
people who own Taco Bell. Let's call them Hut, flavor sensations for now. Flavor KFC sensations. And uh-huh. Long John Silver's. Yeah, so Flavor Sensations owns KFC, Taco Bell, Ron right. John Silver's, and Pizza Hut. We need to come up with the equivalent proposal to each place to get them to consider carrying Old Man Go Miller's Budberry Candy Meat. So, is, for, is so for KFC, we need to make chocolate fried chicken. Yep, yep. And that's just fried chicken covered in chocolate. Yeah. That's I mean, it. That's done easy. and done. We're good. Okay, yeah. that's easy. Yeah, what you do is you, you fry chicken, mm-hmm. put it in the freezer overnight... Then mm-hmm. you get that hardening fudge stuff. <laughs> you dip it in that, and it'll have that like crust on it. Oh, oh god! Whipped cream, strawberries, nuts. <laughs> so wait a minute. So really, it's a fried chicken Optional sickle. banana. Fried chicken sickle is what you got to bite. You gotta, no, no like, stick. You have to eat it like fried chicken. <laughs> so it's gonna get all it. melted and. <laughs> so, but how long do you let it thaw? What's the recommended thawing time for this? Because that's why would disc- you thaw it? You gotta. You it's said ice cream. It. Oh, I see. There's. It's not actual chicken. No, it is. It is actual. You take okay. the chicken. You put it in the freezer overnight. Right. So you dip it in the hardening shell fudge. Yeah. Right. The end. <laughs> but that means I'm not. If it gets on... warm, that fudge melts. You have to eat it frozen. It means you have to it's gnaw ice on frozen cream. <laughs> no. Ice cream. Wait. I think your confusion, Dan. I understand your confusion. Just because you put something in a freezer doesn't mean it's ice cream. <laughs> it is. We're making chocolate fried chicken <laughs> ice cream. All right. I'm just, you know All what? All right. Fine. You know what? This is what we'll do. <laughs> we will take a chicken. Mm-hmm. Fry it. Mm-hmm. Put it in a food processor. <laughs> put a stick. Put it in like those ice cube trays. Put a stick right. in it. Put it in the freezer. Take it out, dip it in chocolate. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You know what? I'm, I'm, I have, to, I have no choice but to be on board with that. What will happen <laughs> if I'm not? I don't. <laughs> it's like making those Kool Aid pops. Yeah, yeah, Only exactly. Chicken. Oh my God, Kool Aid! You should tell. Talk, you should talk about black Kool Aid. We haven't talked about that in a long time. <laughs> that's my favorite story of all time. <laughs> Originally, that was my point for this podcast: is get Dan drunk and have him tell childhood stories. You know that, right? <laughs> I just use the I just use the episodes of our, our sketches as an excuse to get you to talk about these things. Well, the, the black Kool Aid story is <laughs> that way to story tell, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're a regular David Sedaris. <laughs> well, back in my childhood, I used to have to make Kool Aid with my brother Seanan. Now Seanan was deaf, and he was also bipolar. <laughs> that good? Yeah, that was my David Sedaris. Yeah, it's good. That was very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's better than so- Sean's David Sedaris. Would be. <laughs> Back when we were a kid, <laughs> we used to make Kool Aid. I'm deaf, David Sedaris. <laughs> your your impression of him always comes across as though he has Down syndrome a little bit, just a little. And he's just. I know. He's just incapable of saying the letter S very well. Yeah. Um, So we, (laughs) my grandma used to always make the Kool-Aid or help us make the Kool-Aid. And then one Uh day, it was early, you know, as kids, we woke up before everybody else in the house. Mm -hmm. And we're like, we're out of Kool-Aid. We need Kool-Aid. So we're like, well, we can make it. And our thinking was (laughs) this. One packet of Kool-Aid is delicious. I love cherry (laughs) Kool-Aid. 
I love lime Kool-Aid. I love grape Kool-Aid. I love purple Saurus Rex Kool-Aid. I love Strawberries Falls Punch Kool-Aid. I love mm-hmm. pink lemonade Kool-Aid. So you know what I would really, really love? All of those at once. At least 10, 15 packets of Kool-Aid. Right? So we're pouring this and we have like that regular two liter glass pitcher thing, right? So we're thinking, we're making it. And we're like, this is a lot of Kool-Aid. So we really shouldn't put sugar in it because that's gonna make it way too sweet. So the idea was we'll just put you know, we just mix all the Kool-Aid that's in there. That should be sufficient. And it turns into a dark black Kool-Aid color. It is opaque. It looks like paint, like watercolor paint, like after like four hours of painting that rinse the rinse cup. And then we decide to try it. And it is absolutely terrible. It tasted like black. It tasted like drinking paint water. What did you do with it after you tried it? We had to dump it out. There's like, there wasn't anything you could do with it. It was a lost cause. Despite previous beliefs, you cannot pour it through like a Brita filter and separate out all the different flavors of Kool-Aid. I know Mythbusters tried that that one time. <laughs> right? The black, the black Kool-Aid myth. It just pour- <laughs> Although, uh, you know, uh, connoisseurs can tell the difference uh, once you've poured it through uh, a filter, whether oh, really? or not it's like, yeah, because like the high-end black Kool-Aid stuff that you get from other countries is like seven, is- fil- seven filter seven times. Exactly, you can. It's like gray at that point. Yeah. So if you if you're a connoisseur, you know what to taste. It, it's for. pretty much homeopathy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you know what's great is there's not much of an ending to that story. No, <laughs> the building is the best part it's, of the whole. It was the journey, not the destination. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Punchlines are overrated, is what I'm saying. Punchlines yeah. are overrated. Uh, <laughs> I think that was rather evident. That's that's what that's our sketch comedy style yeah. in, in a lot of this. It's true. It always ends in violence. It's like this is the end of the sketch because we kicked <laughs> them out and beat them up. The end. Yep, that's one hundred percent right. And that's you know what? There are a lot of English comedy troops who get away with that to to this day. So we'd be uh, big in England. One got away with it with a very popular movie. <laughs> hmm. Ooh, what? What am I missing? Holy Grail. Oh yes, that no, movie. They just, they, yes, they just. that is true. Just, there's no end. The cops yeah. show up and just kick everyone out. Tell them to go home. The end. That's the end of the movie. It is really the dumbest fucking thing on the planet. <laughs> you know, and that honestly, that movie could have gone wrong. Have you ever watched? Tried to watch season four of Monty Python. Mm, I don't know. I don't okay, know that I've never really watched it season to season to season. Yeah, just whatever it's... I catch on TV or whatever. It's there are there are storylines and they run through the whole episode. They're like themes. And John Cleese was gone. Long story short, it's not a lot of fun to watch. There are some really great jokes in it and there's some really funny performances, but it's not it's not the not same. Not the same. At all. And yeah, so point being if John Cleese hadn't come back, I don't know if Holy Grail would have been nearly as good as it was. <laughs> it yeah. really needed him. He really I, added to the whole thing. You <clears throat> really did. I mean, they all went and they had their nice little vacation, hung out in the tropics, and wrote that movie together. Got high, yeah. And that's really. They're, they're very lucky he came back. Um, 
but yeah, no, it happened. I, I, I just, I feel like I've seen a lot of modern English sketch comedy that has that same sensibility. And I, I don't know though. Like the way I've been writing it lately, I'm, I'm not concerned with a sketch, but I'm also not concerned, or a punchline, but I'm also not concerned with ending it. I just, I'll cut it off wherever I feel like it. Right. Okay. That's like, my look, aesthetic. The joke's now. over. You <laughs> honestly, if Saturday Night Live would do that, mm-hmm. I'd be happier. Instead of saying, mm-hmm. oh, "Shit, we have to keep going. We need to <laughs> yeah. just fucking just stop doing it." Look, it's uh-huh. been it's been four minutes. The sketch is over, guys. I yeah. know that you accidentally went too long. Just say, "Okay, bye, guys." Uh huh. We were and having fun. <laughs> like, but the thing is, too, it's just like th- when you're writing a sketch. There's, I mean, UCB calls it the game. I call it a fucking joke. There's got to be a joke to the sketch. Something's got to happen, and. I don't think that 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 just having a character who does the thing same thing over and over again is a joke or a theme. It, it wor- just it would work if uh-huh. they did it in the same way that the state had done it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're gonna have a character who has mm-hmm. who's a one hit thing, he does the one sure. thing. You make it a damn thirty second sketch. Yes, because yes. then it stays funny. You've done mm-hmm. it. You presented it. You're done, and the people are still laughing at it. Yeah, but then you got Chris Kattan as Squirrel Man. Five minutes later, you know, you're like, "Oh, I bet you he's gonna pick up whatever that is, eat it, and then spit it out." Like, I get it <laughs> right. now. I understand <laughs> yeah. where you're going with all of this. And they they can tell the the audience is uncomfortable, and yet it's it's still what I. And the the thing is too, when that audience laughs, you don't know if you can trust it because most of the audience is made up of friends and family of friends cast and members. family, and they have it's a sign. not a lot of they have a sign just like. Conan of did. course, yeah. Pause, laugh. Mm-hmm. So you know, piped in, you know, from previous recordings and stuff. It's just, I think that they would do better if they reduced their show to a half hour. I think they're having a hard mm-hmm. time truly filling a full hour and a half show. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a long. It's kind of always been show. like that, honestly. It's just long. It's mm-hmm. a lot. And and I the think, thing is, like, I think sketch comedy works best in those smaller doses at least on television you get it you, yeah. you feed on it and then they're done before you're ready for them to be over because then yeah, that leaves exactly. you hungry for the next next show mm-hmm. but they're on so long you've had two desserts gone back mm-hmm. to get some more steak and you're like mm-hmm. i'm only eating this because it's sitting out over there i want to go bad <laughs> so snl is the home country buffet of <laughs> the home sketch country shows buffet of sketch <laughs> And I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I, I respect Lauren Michaels' intelligence, but it, it's, it's just one of those things where, like, I understand it keeps working, and you keep getting people's, you know, you, you keep getting sponsors, and people will keep. No one's gonna cancel SNL, but it doesn't mean you're doing it right exactly, <laughs> necessarily. Exactly. I mean, and, and, one and the, argument is it's go ahead. And they do they get some hits, mm-hmm. but the problem is there's so many bads per hit. <laughs> that, because the thing is, is they're so long. They need they have to pretty much use every idea. I think. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think they they really throw out too many ideas. Say, well, we just don't have time for this one, or this one's not. Yeah. They're like, do you have anything? Well, mm-hmm. I spit apples at people sometimes. Can you make that a character? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like, I'm so Joe, Andy's- the, the plumber. I'm the guy who throws shoes at people. <laughs> oh hey Joe the plumber! Oh god, he threw a shoe at me! Oh you! Next time on Joe the plumber who throws things at people, and then they they do the whole name. sketch again. <laughs> I I feel like um, I forgot what I was going to say. That's what I feel like. 
God damn it. Miss Mad TV? Do you miss Mad TV? I don't miss Mad TV. I never really watched Mad TV. That's so weird. I I watched the first couple episodes and I didn't like it. Okay. That's weird because I watched it and really liked it for the first few seasons. I find it odd that you and I didn't watch. Well, what time was that? Late 90s? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. I was like, no, I'd rather watch In Living Color. Thank you very much. That's true. Well, in Living Color, it was always awesome. Yeah. I mean, maybe it wasn't, but it seemed awesome. Yeah. It's the same like SNL, though. Like, SNL, I, I'm pretty sure, like, in my brain, any stuff that I really loved, I'm really only loving the great stuff, and that was usually Phil Hartman. And it was still mm-hmm. a fucking... It was just... You're just trotting through a bunch of shit to get to Phil Hartman, basically. You know? <laughs> you just remember the stuff you love so much. Yeah, exactly. And that's the stuff that makes good movies. Or, well, makes movies. Like the Coneheads. Yeah. And that. Pat. Yeah. Oh, Coneheads was a weird choice, Stort though, right? Saves to, your family. Well, yep, Coneheads Stort was weird because it was so much later after. Exactly. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. Uh, Except that the, it worked. Uh, sure. Yeah. No, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of the better SNL movies, period. I mean, I still I, sometimes I, yell Narfle the Garthok. <laughs> you must Narfle the Garthok! <laughs> it, was, it was actually very very like galaxy quest-esque in its stylings uh-huh. like and i think it's because they took these interesting characters but made a real movie about it instead of sure hey here's a character can we take a sketch and turn it into an hour and a half yeah right right where it's just one fucking hit i never saw night at the roxbury so i that's what i always assumed that was have you seen that no i've not seen that no okay same parts I, I, of Stuart saves his family and I just sure. feel like it's just I'm just going to talk like I do as Stuart, and that's a movie. Yep. You know? Yeah. For the most like part, Wayne, although Wayne's, d- Wayne's World was done well because what they did was they created a world outside of the sketch. So they yeah. had because the, the sketch was just that thing in their basement. But instead of making a mm-hmm. movie purely that, which mm-hmm. they could have, and it would have been horrible. They made mm-hmm. a movie about how their lives got them to that point, and, it's a, and that yeah. made it made them much fuller characters. And I think they're, the they're deep, missing that now. The Deep Thoughts movie, where it was just a bunch of th- <laughs> interesting, funny thoughts scrolling for ninety minutes. That was a pain yeah. In well, the it ass. just it was weird because of the dialogue. <laughs> he did all the dialogue. It was just the guy doing a monologue <laughs> for an hour and a half with the text <laughs> scrolling across the screen with like a stream in the background. <laughs> Oh my god, can you imagine if there had been a, a like a copier guy movie? Like fucking R- Rob Schneider just saying making copies for 90 minutes? Making copies. Like, just like, no, it's like this whole like business movie. He like gets promoted and stuff. Sure. Like, promoting synergy, synergizing, synergirama. Oh my god. And then, like, I'm trying to think what deep thing happens in this movie at the, the third act break where like he just gets in over his head and. Like, <laughs> like you know what it is? It'll actually be a story of how mm-hmm. life is changing. He knows how to fix Kanaka Minolta print copiers from the <laughs> 90s. But uh-huh. now they're getting all these new HP printers <laughs> with, like, the the fancy side computers. And he just he right. just can't adapt. <laughs> but at the end of the movie, they show you that sometimes the older technology is the better. And the new stuff right. isn't always great. <laughs> and he'll That's always amazing. have a job fixing old Kanaka Minolta printers. Taught to him by some old wizened like Paul played, Newman type, played by like, Dana Carvey. Wearing oh, right, his of course. Costume. What am I thinking? You're right. 
That was just an insult to everybody, including David Carvey. <laughs> I don't know how that movie ever came out. Oh my, Chad, I never my saw buddy that. I just Chad could not bring myself that. to ever watch that. His name was Pistachio Disguisey. Okay, disguise was in his last name. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. But his name was in that costume was like Mister Turtle, and he right, kept going right. Turtle, Turtle. So obviously. <laughs> Damn it. This is a serious person you have to take seriously. No, of course, one hundred percent. Stuff. <laughs> oh man, I will, not that I had a chance, but I will never now be on SNL. Yeah, uh, but I guess that's fine. You know, Amy Sedaris turned it down. Speaking of the Sedaris mm. family, she turned that show down. That was smart. Mm-hmm. Children with candy instead, where she was a <laughs> drug-addled crack whore who goes back to high school good choice <laughs> yeah well you know you know actually it's a, she's a very weird int- did you have you ever heard any of david sedaris's stories about her one or two but not the I one about not when she did her photo shoot i do know that story <laughs> jen and i were talking about that the other uh, night folks at home look that up you need to hear it in his voice because it's freaking amazing it's exactly how Dan did it earlier. The same exact voice. So just think of that. Back when I was a kid, <laughs> my sister and I would go down to the laundromat. What? Wait. Where? Oh, Dan, what, <laughs> where'd David I, Sedaris I, go? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> now when I have kids... <laughs> I can't tell if it's David Sedaris or Ira Glass. <laughs> I'm not sure which one that is more. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, boy, oh, boy. not What's-Her-Name from NPR. Which one? The one that's really retarded. <laughs> Which? She did, she did a thing gross. with Mike Birbiglia. A sketch. Uh-huh. Was it Terry Gross? She's, she's really dumb. Bernie hates Was her. Was it Hedy Lynn Hurdies? No. Uh, it's not Terry Gross. Terry Gross. It is Terry she's, Gross. <laughs> she, she just... Doesn't listen and asks really inane questions, uh-huh. and it drives Bernie crazy. She has great <laughs> guests, but she just doesn't know at all what she's talking about when she asks questions, and so none of them uh-huh. are really very good. It uh, okay. drives Bernie okay. insane. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Burbigley is funny. I would imagine. You know, I, the thing is, like, I've had people come on my show who I don't. I'm not that familiar with, but at least you come up with something to talk about. I don't know. It's not that. No, hard. she the, the she doesn't listen is the problem. Like, mm. she has like maybe formed like a list of ten questions, and that's kind of all she goes off of. So if they say something interesting, she doesn't really explore it <laughs> just kind of moves on <laughs> that's unfair yeah that's too bad that's that's kind of like he just said he murdered four hookers in high school <laughs> how can you not ask him about that uh you should listen to topher grace on the nerdist he talked about apparently he got so tired of uh radio this one radio station's questions in the morning they're asking if his girlfriend was shaved or not and he said listen guys you want to get real I murdered somebody a couple years ago, and like they wouldn't, they would, didn't want to take, and he just kept going and going and going. He's like, guys, no, I, I, I'm, I'm just confessing here, man. I'm, I'm gonna let you know the truth, man. He just kept, and that's amazing. That uh, is amazing. It's really funny. What um, show was I, it? it? Must have been some stupid morning show. Yeah, oh yeah, no, hundred percent. That's that's the one thing you hear that people hate the most, which is why I try and make my show the opposite of. I mean, it's a podcast. Jason anyway, we, and the Dan <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> hey, Joe for Grace. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 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 how 
now shaved as your girlfriend. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Uh, that 70s show, you sure it isn't that late 90s show? Because that's when women started doing that a lot more. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I really should do that on radio shows. Uh, that's funny drop. <laughs> that was humor. That was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's what radio is going to become. Oh. You totally, just take that clip from uh, from uh, uh, Simpsons mm-hmm. with uh, what's his McBain, the guy who played McBain. He's doing stand up, uh-huh. and then they're <laughs> like, well, "What's the joke?" And he's like, "That is the joke." Just make <laughs> That's that the right. drop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was the joke. <laughs> so that was the joke. Callback. What are we point six? <laughs> That's just the name of it. No call letters anymore. You actually get a sound effect of the future. Like, they're going to stop doing call letters. It's PFFT. PFFT. Of course. Yeah, you spell it out. I mean, don't get me wrong. But, like... 108.6, the PFFT fart of California. (laughs) Fart of California. Start with Dan and the J. We switched it around. It's a new show. That's fine. Different format. Right, right. Use more farts. (laughs) Right. So, right. how is every one? <laughs> That's upsetting. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about that. <laughs> That's not good. So, to for how shaved is your girlfriend? I don't think. I don't think we should. I don't think we should talk about that. <laughs> That's a callback. <laughs> oh, what did I... I heard it the other day. Somebody was talking about a callback on something the other day. Oh, yeah? What was it? God damn it. I, I just... I want to make a record of it ever. I want to take a little notebook every time I hear somebody talk about callbacks. You should. And and just, and just like... Oh, punchline. I mean, nobody says... Same thing. Nobody says that's the yeah. joke. Nobody yells out punchline. Oh, reference. <laughs> reference. I, I mean, if a reference is really bad, it's fine to yell out reference and call somebody yeah. out for being an idiot. Is that like in uh, 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 The Avengers? And Captain America is like, I get that reference. Oh, yeah. Talks no, that about going fun. over the rainbow with <laughs> <laughs> of Oz. <laughs> you know, something like that, I feel like Joss Whedon uh, was kind of built to make was something that big. Uh-huh. So that like his sense of humor be- takes a backseat to everything, but punctuates it perfectly. You know what yeah. I mean? It was... It's not just banter. Where I, same thing as I think Kevin Smith should maybe write a Superman, because he could throw a sense of humor in there, but it would only be there when it was necessary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that... Like... Avengers, like, he was just... He's so good at, at uh, group movies. You know? Mm-hmm. Large I, I like, like that, that movie awful lot. I have no idea what's going to happen with the next Avengers movie, because I don't know anything about comic books. So, Well, there are these know, things... That were printed on paper. They're kind of mm-hmm. stapled in the middle, and they're okay. very usually colorful, and it's all pictures right. with words written on them. And they tell a story oh. if reading from left to right, or in Japan, right to left. Oh. Oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. What? <laughs> See if I can find it. Hi, <laughs> um, I'm going to... 48 on my end. Jason left. <laughs> left me all alone, Lamp. Lamp, he left me. 
Let's go back. Back, 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 back. 108.6. 108.6. 108.6. The radio, 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 music, sound, voice, actors, radio, 108.6. The PFFD <laughs> of California. Do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> I have I have some like that, too. The Wonder Book of Rubber. I have one for I think um, radio tubes, uh-huh. and then I have <gasps> one where kids use a TRSA to help Superman save the world. Because <gasps> you still have faster that? Than oh yeah, I have all oh, of those. Oh my god, that's so good. Those are, I, I was I was wondering if one of us still had those for the sake of my book, but my mom just emailed me this one. She emailed me the um, email me. <laughs> oh, oh, <I> <laughs> She, she, she like, that is a serious attack. How big of an attachment was it? Did you have to print it out in like a 3D printer? I did, yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's how 3D printers work. And, uh, yeah, it... Um, <laughs> in the future, yes. you're going to be able to do that, but they're going to like destroy it on the original end so mm-hmm. that it's not stealing or duplicating. Oh, that's You're smart. just sending it. It's that's like a brilliant. transporter. That's a really good idea. But yes, this and is this is the Wonder Book of Rubber. Uh, this is a paper comic book. You can hear it. I'll make the noise here. Here we go. Um, I don't remember anything about this except that there's a spaceman on the front standing on a giant tire. Nice. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what's going on here. Dr. B.F. Goodrich establishes first rubber plant in Akron. Under, oh, good. Underscore. Why is there an underscore after the word Akron? Can you explain that to me? I think they're using that as punctuation. Okay. That is not how periods work, but that's fine. Uh, that's 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 very odd to me. Uh, um, let's see. Oh, wait. This is going back to Christopher Columbus. He's the first European to learn about rubber in quotes. Did he make tires? Uh, maybe. Did he Did he drive to the Americas? Oh, no, yeah. Oh, no, that's, he he that's... couldn't drive to the Americas. He'd have to drive home from the Americas. Right, exactly. After they had that road paved. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, the great, the the great Atlantic Highway. According to this incredibly well researched comic book, uh, yes, it was an it was uh, the substance was called kowachuk by the Indians. Translated, it means weeping tree. Uh, I Aww, have, that little tree. <laughs> I have to doubt that that's true. Um, <laughs> it probably means that. Maybe I'm sure that means that, but I. Th- did, were the Indians using a lot of rubber? Maybe they were. They're probably using it. You know, they're drinking it like juice or milk. Oh, they called it fire bounce. bounce. Fire bounce. Bouncy fire. Bouncy. I assume everything they drink had the word fire in it. Well, probably they were. <clears throat> yeah. Wait a minute. Another underscore. How a tire is made. Underscore. See, I think they're just using it for punctuation. That is not how punctuation goes. Did you find the comics, Dan? Yeah, I'm looking through. What do I got here? I've got. The science fair story of electronics and the discovery that changed the world. Ooh, what was that discovery? Uh, The transistor, I think. Oh, nice. Compliments of Radio Shack. Of course, of course. That's so good. Man, Radio Shack should still do that shit. They're completely, they're trying to change their persona. Mm Mm-hmm. I noticed that. Um, is that different? I don't know. Hold on one second here. No. Waterproof shoes were once uh, were one of the first useful articles made of rubber in 1736. Mhm. Oh, do? maybe there's maybe there's more than one. Apparently it was a series. What? <laughs> I have two of 
two different ones. One has a space shuttle, one has a guy in a space suit in space. Mm hmm. Radio Shack. Presented, they, by, um, they're both pre re presented by Radio Shack. Mm hmm. I I've got, I got one of these guys. Mm hmm. Rubber in our daily lives. I've got Garden Ninja Hose. Turtles Adventures. Ooh. That's not as entertaining or educational. I mean, it does teach you about mutants. So that's important. I'm looking for that Superman one. Where Superman fights a TRS-80? <laughs> Damn! TRS-80 is made out of kryptonite. <laughs> Why did they Most even do that? Most people don't know that. Not a very weird. This was presented by Radio Shack 2. <laughs> yes! Compliments of Radio Shack. Oh, who's that man in the... Who's that masked man with the white... The robe. What's going on? What's he... I don't know. says, this is Superman's last heroic act. After he what blows the away the tornado, he won't be able to think straight. <laughs> <laughs> the supercomputer that saved Metropolis died. The TRS-80 TRS computer whiz kids. <laughs> you think that comic book is canon? Think that's considered canon? I hope... I, I wish it was. I have wish. to look that up. If we not, should I gotta enter this into the Marvel Wiki. Uh-huh. You need to send that to Brian Singer and uh, so that they can add that into Superman versus Batman. So that at some point, while they're fighting, at least Superman his bashes... His name? His uh -huh. fucking name? His major disaster! <laughs> Come on, now. It is. It says right here. It says right here. For your observation, two dynamic men of action... One, a paragon of peril. The insidious master of villainy known to the world as Master Disaster. <laughs> oh my god. No, Major Disaster. Should be Master Disaster. Runs. The <laughs> other, a cape champion. The mighty man of steel who fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Superman! Created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. This was written by Carrie Bates and art by Jim Starlin and Dick Giordano. If we can hunt these people down, let's get them on the podcast with Doug Decker and Johnny G. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's really amazing. Again, yeah, whole... you know, you, sh you should enter it into the Marvel Wiki. and Yeah, make if sure it's not there already, it needs to be. And I want it to be <laughs> canon. This is totes legit <laughs> stuff. This was what happened to Superman, too. He was, at one point in time, he was not better than one of the oldest computers, home computers in existence. <laughs> <laughs> be amazing if Superman was just that stupid. And then I have this Superman. Uh huh. Well, what is that? What's he doing? At the front, he says, "From this moment on, Billy Anders, I bequeath all my superpowers to you." And he's giving it to this kid on crutches with a cat on his back. That's such a lie. You know what he does? He like he he acts like he's doing some power transference, but just kindly crushes his skull so that he doesn't have to deal with living that way. <laughs> sleep now, sweet prince. I can feel the power! Yes, yes you can. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's messy. <laughs> I have I have a whole bunch of these types of things. What, old ghost Manor. Ghost story and horror comics. That's awesome. Are they from the 60s? And that's I have a great. rock son of stone. And a shitload of cracked magazines. Really? That's pretty good. That's pretty awesome. Um, I well, never threw out a we... single comic book. Is that a... Is that a Not a Is there a reason? That's no. a... No. Is there a reason for that? Then because I don't buy comics, so I'll never get any more if I get rid of any. 
Oh, okay. That makes sense. You have to have a certain amount of comics in your life. I think I think Ari has bought more comics in her life than I have. Really? She got well, she all, a lot of manga. She got all six of the Fiona and Cake comic books. I don't know what that is. Uh, you know what Adventure Time is? Yes. There was a small thing. There was an episode where all the characters were gender swapped. Uh-huh. And then it turned out it was basically fan fiction written by one of the characters in the show. Ah. That's pretty funny. And so Fiona is the female version of the main character, and Cake is right. a cat instead of a dog. Ah, it's cute. And that's so great. they and so they made a, a six six uh, issue comic series for them. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so what have we established this week, Dan? Besides the fact that rubber is incredibly important to the world around us, that rubber is delicious to drink if you're Native American. That's for that sure. is true. That is true. This guy looks like his pants are falling And down. that we aren't racist, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no doubt. There's no little to no doubt about that. Uh, let's, the world's first high-altitude suit was made by B.F. Goodrich for famed pilot Wiley Post in 1934. I just thought I should let you know that. Oh, that Wiley Post. <laughs> Wiley Post. That's, uh, you know, people don't name their kids Wiley enough nowadays. I'm going to talk to you about that. You really should. See what happens. You know. Yeah. We'll name, we'll name him Wiley. Give him an old-timey comic book name. Look through these comic books. Wiley. You Wiley might. Glenn Go Miller. <laughs> Wiley Glenn Buzz Go Miller. Buzz, yeah. Mm. Wiley Buzz Go Miller. Mm-hmm. No, Wiley Glenn Buzz. Oh, Wiley Glenn Buzz You Go can Miller. pick which one is his nickname. Hint, it's Oh, I Glenn. thought that was just one word. Oh, I, I see. Wiley Glenn Buzz. Glenn Buzz. Mm, Wiley Glenn Buzz. Okay. It's worth considering. Wiley, yeah, Wiley's, Wiley Glenn Buzz Go Miller. It's not my kid, so you do whatever you want. And their initials would be WGG. Mm-hmm. So you can't make too many dirty things about that. No, you really can't. Well, Dan, we, we've we spent an hour and five minutes talking about black Kool-Aid, racism, comic, comic book, books, and SNL. Just digging through my comic book box. Mm-hmm. That I've, transported, gonna... that I've transported everywhere I've lived. That's really strange to me. That's incredible. You know what we should do? I also have a handful of LPs that I've been carrying everywhere, too. That you don't listen to? We do now. We have record. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's fine. But, like, I have both the musical Mm -hmm. soundtrack Mm -hmm. and the original for Tommy. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. And then I think... Do you have any instrumentals? Do you have any instrumentals? Because what I... do now. You should get an instrumental that you like, and I want you to read one of those comic books to it and record it and... Well, then we like should. electronics uh, and the, yes. and the discovery that changed the world. Yes. Um, have you ever heard of a group called Providence? No. They were from the seventies. Okay. And Jim was in that. Oh wait, no. Then I probably did. Ari might have told me about that once. Okay. And he was apparently very popular in England. Really? That's yeah, funny. Yeah, they did like a signing there, like in two thousand five or something. We need to get some of their music on this podcast and ask Jim if we can use it. We have his his copy of the record, which is really old, mm-hmm. but we found a copy of it online for $25, so we're going to buy our own copy of it. Nice. That's good. They're very much the kind of... They remind me of America uh-huh. a lot Okay, in both sound and style. Okay, wait. What year did this album come out? <sighs> 70 is something. All right, so f- when you find out what year that was, let's get go on Wikipedia, get a list of references, and then we'll do an episode where that's the soundtrack, but we can only reference things from that year. So maybe it'll be Jimmy Carter. 
Maybe it'll be Watergate. But Providence just band. Providence of the band. Google search um, the podcast. One release ever since the dawn, nineteen seventy-two. Oh wow, Jim's older than I realized, or he was really young when <laughs> that came. I mean, just that's 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 old school. Is what that is. Mm. All right, I'm gonna have to listen. Listen to that. Like I said, Jim do- played the violin and Glockenspiel. <laughs> that's amazing. You should get Jim on the podcast. Tell Jim to come over. I just think that would be fun. I've never sat down and talked to Jim about much. Let's get Jim on the podcast. Okay, I'll see what I can do. I can't make any promises. I know you can't make any promises, but <laughs> just make a promise to him. Tell him it's about something else. Tell him it's like a real professional thing that we're doing. Okay, yeah. we'll do. All right. I'll tell him it's professional. <laughs> just say that. No, try to keep a straight face. Yeah, just like, no, it's professional. No, don't ask any more questions. No matter what question he asks, just say it's professional. Okay. That'll convince him. Where are we doing it? It's professional, don't worry. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all on the up and up. Yeah, no, 100%. All, all right. right. All right, Dan. This is Jason and the Dan signing off for 108.6 PFFT. The fart of Southern California. The fart of Southern California. The fart of Southern California. <laughs> that was a weird one. I'm out of toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> That's a callback. <laughs> That's so upsetting. Uh, <laughs> bye, Dan. <laughs> Goodbye, Jason. <laughs> Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, is a Stolen Dress Entertainment production. It's hosted by Dan Gomiller and Jason Klom and is edited by Jason Klom and produced by Maury Povich. The Dan and Jay's Community Service theme song was composed and performed by Brian Magic Hands Madison. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, rate us highly, and write us a shining review. You can like us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, follow us on Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything in one place at DJCH.StolenDress.com.
Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I kept these guys off the goddamn stage. Oh, 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 oh